I'm Jennifer Hambrick, midday host of Classical 101, WOSU Public Media in Columbus. This is Sound Reels. September 1st, 2019 is the 80th anniversary of the beginning of the combined Nazi and Soviet invasion of Poland, which marked the start of World War II. This episode of Sound Reels explores producer and director Roman Polanski's 2002 film The Pianist, and will take you back to that moment in history and into the harrowing true story of Polish-Jewish concert pianist Władysław Spielmann's struggle to survive the brutal realities of the Polish invasion and the Warsaw Uprising. Based on Spielmann's memoirs, the pianist received many awards, including three Oscars, two British Academy Film Awards, seven César Awards from the French Academy of Cinema Arts and Techniques, and a Golden Palm at the Cannes Film Festival. The honors most frequently bestowed were Best Actor to Adrian Brody for his portrayal of Władysław Spielmann, Best Director to Roman Polanski, and Best Film. The film's score consists of new music by Polish composer Wojciech Kilar and significant moments from some of the piano works of Poland's most famous musical son, Frédéric Chopin. The score won a French César Award, but all told, the film received only a few nominations for Best Music. Why did this film about a concert pianist entitled The Pianist not receive more hardware for its music? The answer might have to do with the story of the film itself, but the moments at which music does and does not sound throughout the film are powerful factors in the telling of Władysław Spielmann's stories, the outward story of his struggle to survive in circumstances that crushed others, and the inward story of his identity as a musician. The opening scene of The Pianist is full of the sounds of Chopin, as the visuals show historical footage of Warsaw in 1939, then cut to the inside of a Polish radio studio, where Władysław Spielmann, played by Adrian Brody, is playing the piano. The soundtrack for The Pianist features the playing of Polish pianist Janusz Olejniczak throughout. Poland is especially proud of the Polish-born Chopin, who is best known for his extremely virtuosic piano music. Including Chopin's piano music in this initial scene is much more than an obvious move. It firmly establishes the setting of the film in Poland, specifically in Warsaw, the nation's capital, and in the world of a gifted pianist. The scene also sends a message of Polish nationalism at the dawn of a story about the war that, as has been said, Poland would come to lose twice, first to the Nazis, and later to the Soviets. The Nazi invasion of Poland on September 1, 1939, turns the lives of Spielmann, his parents, and his three siblings upside down. They are forced to adhere to new anti-Semitic policies, to leave behind most of their possessions, and to move into the section of Warsaw the Nazis designate as the city's new Jewish district, which would come to be known as the Warsaw Ghetto. To alleviate his family's poverty and hunger, Spielmann sells his piano for a pittance. The family is marched with the city's other Jews to take up residence in the Jewish district.
In the lot below the window of their new dwelling, the family see German workers building the wall that will separate the ghetto from the rest of Warsaw. The music that accompanies the family's trek to the Warsaw ghetto, Wojciech Kilar's version of likely a Jewish folk tune, takes on an ominous tone. The visuals cut to a crowd scene in which a group of Jews stand near streetcar tracks. A klezmer band, a powerful musical signifier of Eastern European Jewish culture, appears on screen and in the soundtrack, and Nazi soldiers order pairs of Jews to dance together. Bidding the musicians to play faster and faster, and egging on the dancers to keep up with the music. The scene twists the Jews into mere playthings of the Nazis, who pervert soulful klezmer music into a cheap dance tune. <laughs> the political events that unfold over the rest of the film prevent Spielmann from playing the piano for the next three years. For this reason, piano music ends up being scarce in The Pianist. Scarce, but not completely absent and the moments where piano music does sound are emotionally significant. Spielmann's parents and siblings are taken by train to the labor camp in Treblinka. Spielmann himself is spared this fate when a Jewish associate, working as a policeman on behalf of the occupying Nazis, pulls Spielmann from the crowd, marching toward the trains. Spielmann activates his network of non-Jewish friends who, over years, risk their lives to hide him in apartments outside Warsaw's Jewish district and in plain view of the Nazis. In the first of these apartments, Spielmann hears piano music through the wall to the next apartment. For a moment, the music takes him away from his troubles. An explosion in the distance brings the music to a halt, and the visuals show plumes of black smoke billowing over Warsaw. The date is April 19, 1943, the beginning of the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising against the occupying forces. Months later, Spielmann hears piano playing, again through the apartment walls. While scavenging for crumbs in the kitchen of the apartment, he knocks some dishes out of the cupboard and they crash to the floor. The piano playing stops and a neighbor knocks on the apartment door. She exposes Spielmann as a Jew and he flees in the snowy streets of Warsaw to an emergency address. The woman who opens the door at the new address is none other than an old friend, a cellist who is now married. Her husband hides Spielmann in a second apartment in what is described as a very German area of occupied Warsaw. The apartment is furnished with, among other things, an upright piano. Spielmann knows it is far too risky to make any noise, but he has not been able to touch a piano in years. Spielmann lifts the cover off the keyboard and removes the protective cloth inside. As he sits down at the piano, the sounds of the orchestra parts of Chopin's Grande Polonaise Brillante Opus 22 fade in. 
The camera shows us Spielmann's hands held up over the keyboard, then descending toward the keys as though to play. first phrase of the piano part, the camera shows Spielmann's face in calm concentration, and we're not sure whether or not he is actually playing the piano. Then the visuals cut to show the pianist's fingers moving in time with each note of Chopin's score, but not actually touching the keys. The music allows us to share this moment intimately with Spielmann and with no one else around him. Chopin's music is inwardly in Spielmann's ears and outwardly in ours. All at once, the film's soundtrack lets us hear the pianist's soul and the soul of besieged Poland. More time elapses. The Allies are bombarding Germany. Spielmann continues to grow haggard. The date, August 1st, 1944, the beginning of the Warsaw Uprising, appears on screen. Shooting begins in the streets below Spielmann's apartment. Spielmann watches the violence until an explosion blasts through one of the walls of the locked apartment, enabling Spielmann to escape. Spielmann makes his way by stealth through the abandoned buildings around him. The visuals show scenes from inside the nearby building that had been used as a hospital for soldiers brought from the Russian front. Medical equipment is strewn about. Piano music, again Chopin, fades in, and the visuals show Spielmann sitting amid the destroyed clinic, fingering the music on an imaginary keyboard in midair. In the midst of devastation, he clings to Chopin, to music, and to the pianist inside. Nazi soldiers blowtorch each building on the street, including the makeshift hospital. Spielmann flees and takes refuge in an empty home nearby. He scours the kitchen for food and finds a can of pickles. He carries the pickles up the ladder to an attic, which he uses as a hiding place. The first movement of Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata fades in on the soundtrack to an exterior shot showing evening settling on the destroyed buildings of Warsaw. The next day, Spielmann takes the can of pickles back downstairs and finds a fireplace tool with which to open the can. The can drops to the floor, and as Spielmann turns around to pick it up, he sees a uniformed Nazi army officer, Captain Wilm Hosenfeld, staring back at him. During the controlled exchange between them, Hosenfeld addresses Spielmann in German with the formal form of you, Z, and asks him if he works there. Spielmann says no and tells Hosenfeld that he had been a pianist. The officer takes him to a piano nearby and orders him to play something. Spielmann sits down at the keyboard. His hands emerge from frayed cuffs. In a now iconic scene, he begins to play Chopin's Ballade in G minor.
Written on his face is resignation to the stark reality that Spielmann might be performing his own swan song. If Hosenfeld kills him, Spielmann at least will have played the piano and Chopin's incomparable music one last time. The visuals cross-cut between Spielmann and Hosenfeld, who sits in rapt attention. For the few moments the music lasts, Spielmann, Hosenfeld, and Chopin all speak the same language. here, but we do know how the war turned out, and Spielmann's careers as a pianist and as a composer are well documented. There are long expanses of time during The Pianist without music of any kind. During those stretches, the film's soundtrack is largely run over by the sounds of war, guns, tanks, breaking glass, shouting, screaming. In the face of those violent moments, the musical moments become that much more special. They allow us to escape from the outer world of strife and conflict and take refuge in the inner world of the human soul. And they remind us that instead of going to war, we can always go to music. I'm Jennifer Hambrick. Catch the next episode of Sound Reels, Classical 101's film music podcast, at wosu.org slash classical101 podcasts. And listen to more great film music during the Summer Festival of American Film Music on the American Sound, 6 p.m. Saturdays and 7 p.m. Tuesdays on Classical 101.